Hey, AfterBuzz TV listeners, want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell us what you're thinking? Send us a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send us audio that might end up in a future episode of our After Show. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform we use to publish and distribute our podcasts to you for free. You could send us voice messages about all sorts of topics. Maybe questions you have for us, what you thought of the latest episode of this TV show, or even your best impression of one of the characters. We'll see all of your messages, and we might even add them into a future episode. Anchor makes this part super easy. You can send us a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in the show notes. We cannot wait to hear from you. Today on Bar Rescue, we're headed down to Largo, Florida to Gill and Rick's, a pizza joint slash bar. And guys, John controversially says that these two might be the worst bar managers in the history of the show. Do you agree? It's coming up right here on the Bar Rescue After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bar Rescue After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I am very excited to be discussing Season 6, Episode 36 of Bar Rescue. The episode is called Pie Hard, very appropriately because this is in fact a pizza joint, Kev. Shame on Paramount for 36 episodes in a season. Come Insanity. on. What is this, like 74? And there are more. I mean, 1974 to date myself. But no, we, you know, that back then they used to do 42 episodes a season. Right. And today for network is 26. And for cable, it's, it's much lower. But whatever. I'm just yeah. happy to have it. Just don't want our happy guy to, to get burnt it. out. I know. And, you know, if you get into some of the mechanics of why the season is so long, it's it might not look great for Paramount. But it's, uh, or for John, you know, it's just, it's kind of, that's a different discussion for a different Well, day, he banked but... a lot of them, as we yeah. found out, but... He did. Um, but we're, of course, just so glad that Bar Rescue is here, guys. And as I mentioned, we're covering the episode Pie Hard today. Gil and Ricks, uh, one of the two hosts that's with you today is, of course, me. Guys, my name is Jeff Graham. So excited to be here. But that wonderful radio voice that you're hearing on my end is uh, Kevin Undergaro. Thank you for having me, Jeff Graham. Of course, you're welcome. Potentially the biggest Bar Rescue fan in the world. Uh, you know, there's so many... You know, you know what? First biggest. Yes, that's because now there's just so many people that are, it's just huge for them. But uh, I would say first. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you can't ever, you know, never take that away t- from can't me. Can't take that away. Kevin was the first on that train. Kev, before we get into um, Pie Heart, I have to quickly ask you: You were not here when we talked about this Filipino dance club in Vegas. Oh, I know, and I love the I love the renovation so much. I know it was beautiful. I also have to ask you about Jeanette. Who was the very, very raucous personality with the big chest? Yes. Yeah. What, I mean, um, what what do you want to know? I just felt like we've gotten some amazing characters on this show. For me, in my shorter history with Bar Rescue, she might have been top five for me when she kept oh. Chef. She kept coming. No, in. you haven't. No. You haven't seen enough. I need to see more. Yeah, she was. She's great. Yeah, kooky and you know fun. Chef. And, but but you know. You, I would have liked... We've had more bizarre. We've had more self-centered. Yes. We've had more debaucherous. Mm-hmm. So... Mm. Not quite. No, but great. Great. But great, great character. Yeah. And I would have, for me, that episode was... I just thought the renovation was just beautiful. It was outstanding. And unfortunately, that was one of the bars that hasn't made it. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know what? Here's where... I know Bar Rescue updates and give them a shout out. I know that they'll go over the how many bars are still open, how many aren't. But... You know, you also have to keep in mind the bars that change ownership. So that doesn't mean the bar, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, obviously, like John made that place so nice. And we've seen that before where these bars have done so well, 
that it's very easy for new a new owner to come in mm. and take them. Right. Then that's what I think is the case. Which here. to me is still means it's still a successful renovation. Right. I mean, it's still if you look at it from a grand perspective, it's still helping the economy of bars, you know, and it's still. In like in that case, well, it's still the principles John put into place. Right. It's the renovations, and and, yeah. and for me also too, just a sense of waste. Yeah, you see all this work and these beautiful bars, and then it's like they close in a week or two. It's like oh, right. So anyway, I thought and tonight, great. I always just love when the um the, those guys felt very East Coast, probably <laughs> transplanted to Florida. They were Jersey, Jersey guys, right? There yeah. you go, perfect. And yeah. then um, was it any more appropriate that they were postmen, especially? <laughs> You know, um, Rick. Yeah. You know, was the perfect, you know, term going postal. I think, <laughs> right? Like this is you could yeah. see it. You know, I even love Gil was like, you know, my buddy Rick wanted to bring me on board, and I thought, you know, some extra income, a little bit of a, a break from the postal industry. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't realize the anxiety that would come with. Well, I don't didn't really feel much of his anxiety. No, Gil was pretty laid back. I mean, so when you think of. 2000 a month loss that's tough yeah but then you split that in half you're losing a thousand bucks a month well well shit i mean for him to be out every night <laughs> drinking for free and buying drinks that's is it is, so a thousand a month that's 250 a week he's actually doing pretty good <laughs> it's true and when you think of it that way yeah he's he's funding his lifestyle yeah for 250 cost. a week <laughs> imagine being able to go to your own bar yeah. for 250 a week Drink as much as you want, eat whatever you want, and be a big shot and buy drinks for your friends. Kev, is Gil our new hero? Is Gil the man that both no, of us want to be? No, but he was a good guy because he, he was just laid back. And, you know, I think some of these guys who are passive owners mm-hmm. or passive um, partners partners get sucked in deeper to these episodes than for many a variety of reasons than for what they really maybe should be. Yeah. Like, for all we know... He put up the money and just said, hey, do whatever you want with it. And uh, and this kind of, it's a place for him to hang around. It's true. We don't know if if it really is this 50-50 partnership where you're not, you know, I see, I think we see that a lot. Mm-hmm. And John, remember, he's going in for five days and literally gets the information on his plane going there. Right. So, you know, he just being told, oh, this is a partner and this is, this is someone who's vested. Okay, fine. So he just whatever cards he gets dealt, he's going to play them that way. But a lot of these guys, like, we don't know. We don't know really what his stake is. But to the credit of this episode, the show was much more entertaining given the fact that it was a Gil I loved it. I thought John was on the warpath. Shout out to Portnoy, which is perfect for Barstool. And you know what I was disappointed, though? What's that? See, because it's a four-day renovation, Dave probably and Frankie couldn't stay Mm -hmm. the whole time. See, a lot of times when we do these renovations, when I get asked to do them uh, with Maria, it's it's in L.A. Yeah. So we can go back and see the doors reopen and get that feeling. Whereas, you know, those guys probably were flown in by production and they can't stay those four days. You're saying Largo, Florida might not be the ideal destination for Dave Portnoy, Kev, for a week. You don't know I, if he has time. No, to I'm just out. saying he, well, he runs one of the biggest digital networks in the world. Yeah. No, he doesn't have time. <laughs> But it was too bad because he's such a pizza aficionado. Yeah. But here's where I would have, if the owner pulled him aside, and, and I would have said, like, I will send you a ticket yep. to come back here 
and say this is amazing and, and social about it and all that stuff because of the value of Dave and Frankie doing that. And I, so I was just, I was, my only knock on the episode, I was a little disappointed. I understand why, but I was disappointed they weren't there at the I end. I love that pitch though, Kev, because I've been seeing it more and more on reality TV, just incorporating phone footage. I don't know if you're watching this season of The Bachelorette, but there was this whole sort of four minute montage of all the new contestants right. shooting stuff on their phones. And it actually incorporated an it's great. It's, into the episode. And really it's well. necessary because you can't, aff- first of all, you can't afford to be breaking cameras and crews. You just right. can't do it. Um, and so as a fan, we're missing out mm-hmm. on what could be amazing content. Yeah. So it's great that that uh, that I, that iPhone footage is now where it needs to be, yeah. to be on air, and that fans or consumers are accepting it at home. So yeah, it, it opens up many more possibilities. Definitely. Well, let's go ahead and talk about our cast of characters today, guys. Of course, we mentioned Gil and Rick, who co-owned the bar, Gil and Rick's, before the name does get changed. We have Taz, the kitchen manager, who I found to be a very likable, had a very nice journey on this episode. He did, yes. Yeah, at first, definitely not. And- yeah. I said, oh, God, another one of these yep. kind of people, meaning like Pisty had to do work. Yeah. Like, well, why are you being paid? <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Erica and Kelly, who were in and out of the episode some, but I thought made nice little additions to the bar behind. Yes. Um, featured in small ways this episode. But let's go ahead and uh, talk about this bar pre-recon. Gil and Rick, as we mentioned, are kind of a yin and yang. Uh, the show mentioned that Gil is, uh, has a strong temper, but is an S-H-I-T-T-Y person, was what they said about him. Whereas Rick was likable but lazy. So kind of this interesting dynamic. It was the, it's, literally the, it's literally the team that's not on the same page. Yep. Because you have the strength of the extrovert, who's the face of the brand mm-hmm. and the gregarious one and bringing people there. Very important, you know. And then you have another guy who's willing to do the grunt work. You could see he like, had that like... You know, that like northeast rage that we all have <laughs> and he was putting it into his work yeah but it needed to be put into a system where they could they need to play within a system they could succeed in mm-hmm. exploiting both those strengths masking both those weaknesses and now it's the other way around That's a good point it's like those weaknesses are like at the forefront and the strengths are you know are buried what his strength is that he one uh, gill strength is he's great with people but he's using it just to blow money mm-hmm. Uh, at the bar and over, you know, over pour drinks and be a big shot. And the other one's strength is that he's focused, he's a hard worker, but he's manifesting all that, like that passion and energy, but into all the wrong places. That's a really good analysis, Kev. I totally agree. Um, let's go ahead and get into our recon. Of course, as you mentioned, we bring in Dave Portnoy. Right when they pull up, they now, see... you know that Dave has the pizza competition, right? I checked it out. Yeah. It's yeah, it's huge. Really interesting. So John yeah. has been doing that with them for years. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's a very smart... Um, personality integration with having those two on the show. I think it's, yeah, I, I and John's been friends with them forever. It, mm-hmm. it, bar Rescue is a very bar stool friendly yes. show. Yeah, the, I'm sure it's a wide Venn diagram of people who know both. Brands. Yeah. Um, the first thing they do is they pull up and they see this signage. A couple reasons I had to laugh at this. One was, of course, we had the Dave and Gill's sign. Uh, sorry, Gill and Rick's sign. But then we had the delivery pizza on the other sides of this sign, so it totally looked like multiple restaurants. Even though it was the fact that they were referring to the fact that Gil and Rex also has pizza. Yeah, yeah. Total branding problems. Has, oh, God. And what was hilarious to me, Kev, I don't know if you noticed, but the sign said Gil and Rick, then a very small apostrophe S that looked like it was shoehorned in there last <laughs> minute. I am 99.9% oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. You are right, that sir. They, called the, they ordered the sign for Gil and Rick bar. Yeah. And realized uh, that they had to add that S. And, and then, had the millennial fail. Yep. So that was... Uh, they got millennialed. They totally got millennialed. So that was entertaining to me. 
Let's go ahead and get into this, though. We have Dave Portnoy and uh, Frankie from Barstool, who we know, covering recon. We send Frankie in to go uh, storm the kitchen. He orders 10 pizzas. And how does the staff react, Kev? Oh, my. I was violent. <laughs> I, was, I was so upset. I'm so glad. Again, if you are a young business owner or someone who wants to open a business, this show, Bar Rescue Man, just deep dive, watch mm-hmm. every episode. I'm... How many years into this, and I'm and I'm still. If I'm not learning something, I'm inspired. So when I saw that, I was like, you know, I've had people working here at AfterBuzz with that attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, and and I'm and I'm mad at myself because it's taken me two years to flush it out. It challenged me though, Kev, because I'm usually pretty good with this stuff. But I thought, you know, if I were to all of a sudden find out that I had five guests coming in that night, would I view it as an opportunity or would I view it as a burden? Well, when the mindset mm-hmm. is in that mindset of it's a burden. Right. This sucks. Why are we here? Work sucks. You know, and that just spreads like poison. And when the two owners are feeling like that, right? because the one owner is like, you know, Rick's like, I'm working my ass off and I'm just, I work harder and the harder I work, the more dead I get. And the other guy, the more I drink, the more dead I get. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like, it's, they're both spiraling in different ways. And then that message kind of spills out to everybody. Right. So... Everyone's forgotten. Wait, why? Why are we here? Right. We want to do something fun and cool and make money. Absolutely. And they, of course, they did at least handle the situation well. Horribly. When they found out that he was ordering ten pizzas, they decided, well, we'll just make him put down a deposit yeah. for his food. Fuck that. He's not going to walk out <laughs> on us. So he and made... they all called everybody. Fuck asshole with a smile. Asshole. Effing asshole. I, I know. mean, it's but let me tell you something. We. Here at AfterBuzz, we have you know th- three or four hundred hosts, and I will tell you that we've had a staff here that has viewed the hosts as assholes, burdens, burdens, right. and it's like our hosts are our network. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what are we? Are you crazy? Yeah, but that's what I've allowed, <clears throat> Jeff. And as you <laughs> see in the last say eight or nine months, that I'm making changes every day. But I love seeing this episode because it reminded me that's. That's where you can go. Absolutely. And you know what it, you know? it reminded me of too, Kev, was these are not only opportunities for an exciting challenge of problem solving, but for a huge value gain. Because not only were they viewing this uh, from a closed-minded perspective of not embracing the opportunity to problem solve, but if they had handled this well, that's a huge sale. Of course. And you know, it's like in the, the AfterBuzz analogy, let's say we're dealing with a, quote, difficult host, but it's really that they're just a great producer with tons of ideas. Yeah. If yeah. we can embrace that. You're supposed to embrace it. Right. Yeah, the so. value is so much of greater course. for everyone in the long run. So right. this, <laughs> they And, and I always hated the owners of bars, too. And we've seen this in past bar rescues, that if they see someone who doesn't look like one of their regulars... They, like, join with the regulars and shitting on them. I'm like, dude, you know, these are your customers. This is how you're going to – don't you want to grow? Don't you want to expand? You know, and and anyway. Yes. I was like, wow. It was a good reminder, though, Jeff. It was a good reminder. I totally agree. Because we can all get in that mindset. Mm -hmm. I felt challenged, but I had the same moment of how do I handle huge influxes of work? Do I view it as an opportunity or do I view it as a – a hurdle. You view it as an opportunity. I do. I, th- I think when I really thought about it, I do. But it was a great reminder. I totally agree, I tell you, Kevin. Like, if you read the book, The Secret, and, 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 and manifesting things, you think it's all baloney. But really, there's too much scientific proof behind it. And mm-hmm. that words are very powerful. So if you do, if you view things as hurdles and burdens, that's what you're going to get. Right. They're gonna Absolutely. Be, they're going to be burdens and hurdles. If you view them as opportunities, then that's what they're going to be. Well, the pizza yeah. comes out, and um, it's not great. 
Uh, it's very doughy. We do see uh, it looked pretty much like it just wasn't finished. You know, you know what it looked like to me. First of all, Florida, for every place outside of the Northeast has struggled with pizza. It's true. Okay, and it's usually when you get a good transplant. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's like mediocre transplants going open shops. And they don't have the integrity, or they don't really know what they're doing. Like, oh, just you know. But I, I would say, I can count on one hand how many good pizza places there are in LA. Now, I'm not talking yuppie pizza, you know, which is the new way you and your wife like <laughs> is the little pizza and the garnishes and the bullshit. I'm yeah. talking about a real good New York pie, right? And I think Boston has actually mastered it better mm-hmm. than New York because wow. because New York has too many tourist places, and so um, I've had many, many misses in New York. You rarely get a miss in the Boston area, and um, but the further you go out of that, you get this kind of crappy pizza. Like I mean, here in LA, it's like well, th- that's what those pizzas look like to me. Yeah, and but I'll give them credit. At least the dough was fresh. A lot of times, what you suffer from is a frozen crust, right? Or the dough is older, and I can always tell. But that's what it looked like to me, Jeff. It just looked like your I would call it a classic Florida pizza. <laughs> Does that make sense? Florida cuisine. It's, yeah, yeah, Florida pizza. Well, just yeah. Florida pizza. Listen, I'm yeah. sure with seafood and things right. like that, like, you know, on the coastal towns, they're really on the money. But when it comes to something like this, you know, you probably have to find that that New York guy or Boston mm-hmm. guy who it's just in his, his or her blood. Right. Um, geez, on a side note, uh, I have uh, Dar. I'm going to just a little side step here, but it still relates to Bar Rescue. Absolutely. So... If you follow WWE uh, um, at all, which I'm sure many of our bar rescue fans, I do. bet you they do. So check out a um, a young lady by the name of Sonia Deville, mm-hmm. first openly gay female. Uh, Daria's uh, excuse me, Sonia's real name is Daria Baronetto, who started here at AfterBuzz. Yep. So she's one of our own, and um, you know I still like most of our alumni. I still work with her on a weekly basis on other things in her life, um, and her dream is to open a pizza place. Really. And my dreams open a pizza place. And uh, as everyone knows on this show, like I would just love to have a bar. So we're in the early stages of talking about doing a pizza bar. I so it. I said to so I texted her before we came in. I go, I want you to watch this bar rescue especially. And then I want you to like, tune into our after show. And oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm all in. So anyway, just I thought this was very relevant. I would like to bring it up. A little inside baseball. Absolutely. And you know, I'll be calling... You know who I'm calling if we go ahead and do this, Mr. John Taylor. Absolutely, of and, and it's going to be in the we're, look, we're thinking the Florida area because that's where most of the wrestlers live, yeah. and maybe even somewhere near the um, NXT training facility. Would you do a wrestling themed pizza place where yes, the, pizza, I, the heel turn pizza? The well, you know, yes, yes, um, yeah. Only because I think to target a uh, that audience, yeah. it, it, you, it, I would speak to Daria's heritage, mm-hmm. which is an MMA fighter. Who came out and was a superstar? Probably pair her with Maria, who also is four and zero as a wrestler in WWE. And um, yeah, I don't want to give away too much of what I have in right. in my mind, but uh, absolutely, and uh, making it even a destination globally for fans. Absolutely, you know. So so and fun, you know. Like it, it is her passion, mm-hmm. and it's my passion too. But uh, yeah, as I saw tonight's episode, it gave me some ideas, at least for the decor, and and uh, and at some point, yeah, we, we'll. Go to go to John Taffer, and we'll keep you posted on the bar rescue after show as 
how this all unfolds. Please do. And you guys, Kevin mentioned Daria, um, who of course started at our network. And we have a ton of amazing hosts and a ton of amazing coverage. So I want to just take two seconds while we're at it to talk about some of our other shows. We are the ESPN of TV talk, guys. So if you're just a fan of the Bar Rescue After Show, I want you to know that we produce over 150 shows a week covering all of TV. We did, in fact, cover the very controversial Game of Thrones After Show last night. And that's an example of a panel with these really amazing super fans. We have a USC professor who is basically a scholar of George R.R. Martin on that panel. So... I not only host and produce here, I'm such a fan of our content, which is so cool for me. And we know that you guys are too, and we'd love for you to help us out. If you guys would, hop on iTunes and give us those five stars for this podcast. It helps us more than you know, and I've been checking our reviews, and if you guys drop some reviews in there, I will read them on the air, and we would love to hear your thoughts. And check out some of our other shows, guys. Our wrestling coverage is the premiere. I think it's the best. I do too. That's we, what we're If you're a fan for. of SmackDown, we have a SmackDown after show. If you're a fan of Monday Night Raw, we have a Raw after show. If you're a fan of NXT, we have a NXT show. We have a women's wrestling show yeah. that I'm super proud of. All the up and coming female superstars are on that. And, uh, so on and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I, I I just love what we do. I'm watching Chernobyl this weekend. Mm. I binged on the first three. It's outstanding. And what I love is any questions I needed answered, I went right to our after show. Yeah. Christian Blatt, which I knew he wouldn't let me down, had all the geek inside information on the series and on the true history of the show. So I'm really proud of what we do. And I love it. I love it as a fan. I, it's really special. And it's fun for Kevin and I to not only produce here, but be able to tune into our shows and get that insight like yeah, it's, fans. It's the best. You know? It's the best. So we ask you guys to not only check out some of our other shows, but hop on iTunes and upvote that stuff. We do this missionally because we love TV just as much as you do. And it really, really helps us. So um, please do. And we'll read your review on air. Okay, so we haven't talked about John's dramatic entrance, but we see Guns how crappy the- blazing. Guns blazing. Like, I wonder, I just wonder if, like, Portnoy is a Boston guy, mm-hmm. and as you can tell by me, we're very, um, we're ornery. A little ornery. And then Frankie's a New York guy, so equally ornery. Yes. Uh, maybe, maybe a little less believe it or not. I mean, Boston's a whole other level <laughs> of crazy. And I wonder if that didn't even get John boiling you know what i'm saying because he went in like he went in hard and you know what to his credit we always talk about how john knows how to read the room he knew these were jersey guys and i think he knew he had to go in hard yeah because yeah. we saw beautiful arcs with gill and rick and we're gonna get into it yeah but... well like a lot of the listen east coast people you know when i came to la la people pretty easy to get to know whatever mm-hmm. but then like you you might be on fire and they wouldn't even bother to piss on you. <laughs> so true. But then, but a, a, a northeastern person, rough, hard to get to know. But man, when you get through there, you usually you can have the most loyal and amazing friend. Mm-hmm. And and we've seen this time and time again with the northeast guys. He's had a wrangle. Yeah, you know, um, Midwesterners. Quickly, I'm from there. That's a smile and shake your hand at the grocery store, then go back and just say, "I just don't know about Karen's yeah, top." Yeah, amazing. <laughs> the passive aggressive <laughs> gossip is what it is. I just found that Karen's top was completely inappropriate and not a good influence on our community. Yeah. That's the Midwest, in case yeah. you guys were wondering. And by the way, you seem like you like the Northeast better than the Midwest I've in learned, terms of that. I've been a little converted because I'm working with all these crazy Crazy, no, I know. I feel it's, bad, Jeff. No, 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 Kevin. I'm so it's, sorry. It's, that's how I've gotten prepared for the industry. When I came in, I was this doe-eyed Midwestern kid. Roxy Stryer really broke me in. I, it's, all, it's a long story, but I'm... Incredibly grateful. And for then, my how many times when we've gotten scammed, scam emails, and you read them face value, and like, like no, no, we, uh, Jeff, the su- no, here, uh, no, the translation of what this person's saying is. Yeah, they say they want to do um, free content for us if they use our studios all week. Is this something we should look into? <laughs> 
No, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> um, so John, not only does he go in on these guys, but he searches behind the bar, looks underneath, and just finds piles and piles of dust, rat feces. This place, this was gross. It was gross. And it was You like, know what, though, was, it was... It wasn't as overtly gross. It was unkept. Right. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean by by that? I mean by like they they wiped down the bar, the tops of the bars. Yep. You know what I mean? That got wiped down. Some of the stainless steel surface areas are wiped down, but nothing else. Yeah. So underneath was all the syrup and the gook and the. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like like it was, yeah, almost like surface washing a car, but then you open it up and inside it's like uh, like a bomb went off. It's a great analogy. You know, and that's what it was. So I think that that's why it wasn't to the naked eye like we've seen before. But once we got in there, I was like, wait a second. I bet, Kev, they 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 ran the ball the first 80 yards. That's the analogy you used because they knew John was coming, but totally forgot that John's going to look everywhere. You know something? You know? That's a great point because most of the people I'm surprised don't do that. Right. But be, And what I've been told is that they're so lame and they've been lame for so long right. that they don't even have it in them to do a three-day cleanup before John gets there. Right. But you're right. These guys, especially that, especially Rick, totally had it in him to, to run some Windex over the surfaces of things. He had it in him. Mm-hmm. But, of course, not the, you know. Not get anything past Taffer. Yeah. Um, so then he goes in. First of all, interesting update. Uh, no more Bevanco. Because we had Sculpture Hospitality let us know how we were losing. So, new integration. Interesting. Um, they should have been selling 3.8K a week. Instead, they were selling, they were earning 2.4K a week, which means they're losing a grand and a half every week on overpouring. Uh, and Gil serving Most his of friends, that going to Gil. Which I love. God bless him. God bless Gil. Um, and they're kind of pushing back. I was impressed. Jeff, Rick... I can come up with 250 a week to have a bar walk in and party. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeff, Maybe... I might even spot you 250. If we could own a bar and this would be our lives, it'd be fun. 250 a week, TV that's all right. That's all Kevin and I do is talk about TV. So, um... Well, I well, I give away more secret sauce, but no, I still think that the TV version of the sports bar a great idea. Is, is on our future you with, with John. And throw it from here, though, yeah. Kev, because we're going to make that happen. Yeah. Um, well, Taffer's in. He said it. Great. Um, so stay tuned for that. First pizza. Um, but he Taffer, Rick tries to push back. He says, you know what, John? I think that's an exaggeration. I think you're going in too hard. And Taffer does not agree because he says, you're losing money because you're idiots. Congratulations. <laughs> you might be the two worst bar rescue managers I've ever known. Again, I'm always looking for the bar rescue superlatives. Yes. And I don't know if this is true. Yeah. Uh, except if we take it at face value. Mm-hmm. Bar managers, plural. Yes. So I don't think we've had two managers, not owners, but two managers be so lame and inept. Inept. Maybe. I mean, I don't know, but two. I mean, I guess we haven't had two. We've had one be more so, I've seen. But I guess if we take it at face value, it would be, that seems accurate. Our real Tweedledum and Tweedledee here is, I think, Yeah, I mean, again, just one, one was going left, the other was going right. Yeah. Um, then we had John have them apologize to Frankie, which I thought was a particularly demoralizing but effective move for Except, these guys. Except, you notice how Rick apologized? Rick, was it? I remind, like... Instead of saying, hey, there's a way to do this, right? Yeah. Hey, Jeff, sorry sorry for calling you an asshole. <laughs> That's a way to do it. Yeah. And then there's this. Hey, Jeff, sorry for calling you a fucking asshole. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And that's what it was. So it was his way of like, I'm still an alpha and I'm going to passively aggressively still hold my ground here i'm sorry for calling you a fucking asshole <laughs> it's like dickhead you're a hundred percent in the wrong like they're like well we're just not used to those kind of orders in the past like shut up 
yeah, it was this was hard to watch. And uh, sometimes Taffer, when he goes in the, that night, he'll ease up the next day, but he was not happy enough. Well, they were still pushing back. They were still pushing back. So let's go ahead and talk about who we introduced. The next day, we have our, our fresh morning. We're bringing in Frank Pinello for pizza. Right. Makes a ton of sense. He's a New York guy. He's I thought he was be, great. Yeah, great, great he was choice. great. And we have Rob Floyd, who I really enjoy. Um, may, personally, may have gone overboard for me on the second cocktail tonight, but we will get into that. But I do like Rob Floyd a lot. Um, and they're coming in. They're excited. The one thing, though, is John's going back in on them the next morning. Rick can't take it. And he actually starts yelling back at John. This was pretty intense. Yeah. And not surprising, but John still hadn't broken these guys. No. So, well, listen, I have this theory that most people after 23, just that's even after 22 ish, you're kind of who you are. Yeah. And you can change, you can alter it. Every day that goes by, though, after that age gets harder and harder, it is possible. But man, when you get, I see guys in their 30s cemented for life. Mm. But when you get, you get that, like a white guy in his 50s, forget it. <laughs> they, there's nothing you're going to teach most of them. There's nothing going to teach them. They know it all, they deserve it all. Uh, you know, they're entitled to it all. And, uh, and, uh, and John has, I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it with a couple of the, those guys, the, the middle-aged white guys, but I think they're the hardest group to break. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, I was glad that this one went the way we wanted it to. Definitely. So I like these cocktails that we introduced in this first round. It's a simple margarita. Excuse me. To me, this seems like the perfect pre-stress test cocktail. Um, of course, they still struggle later in the episode, but I like that um, Rob Floyd introduced this drink. And we have Frank working with the guys to create a better, firmer New York pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, it's not the final pizza with the hole in the middle, right? Right. It's that, not. That, it's that, just we're, kind we're of a traditional. There. It's just right. Just, just but a lot a, of it was how to knead the dough, how to properly not incorporate air into the dough to overstimulate you the know, gluten and I create think, a good crust. I think dealing with what is in human habits of what is... I feel like because of pyology and blaze, and I don't know if this people around the country have these new pizza places opening with the eight minute pizzas, kind of to almost make your own. You know the ones I'm oh, talking yeah, about, Jack? Like blaze and blaze, yeah. and, and there's a pyology. There's a bunch of them mm-hmm. now. And once this technology was developed for these three to five minute ovens, this is what's made it. You know, this is what's made these businesses crank. But I think that now human beings are really getting into this. Their single serving mm-hmm. of a pizza. So I'm sure. Financially, it's probably m- makes better sense to do those. Yeah, and so it looked like anyway. It looked like he was converting more to those twelve-inch, fourteen-inch personal pan rather than the big pie. It's a great point. You know. Um, anyway, so that's that's what I had noticed. Appreciated that. Know, also, uh, again, you, I'll mold on you. Remember, Cheers. Cliff Clavin was the postman, and he just had all the n- trivial information down pat. Like I am a Cheers fan. I okay. So I thought that uh, Rick was gonna was a little bit like that. Hmm. Rick or bit, Gil? Rick was a little know-it-all. Oh, right. That's no, what it is. Yeah, I think yeah. It was, and, and you know, a lot of those guys, because they're really stuck in their ways, but what I liked about Rick is he was a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And I love that, because we've seen the know-it-alls who are also completely lazy, and they, they're anything but they anything but know-it-all. Right. They're morons. They're not qualified. And they're lazy. Yeah. What I liked about this guy is he was a super hard worker. Mm-hmm. And like for, for me, if I were going in to fix a business, I can work with that. Yep. I can work with that all day long. It's hard when someone's not willing to work hard. That's the hardest part. Right. But when someone's hard, like you can work with that. Mm-hmm. Which John identified in both yeah, of these did. guys. Yeah, he did. He did. With this stress test, I like the credentials for this one. A good pizza with the technology you mentioned needs to come out in 20 minutes from order to serving. 
So at the most, at the most, he's like ten minutes. It can be done, right? So we have egg timers all across this oh, man. restaurant that have a very annoying ding when they're up. And the idea is, when someone orders a pizza, they set the timer, and that pizza needs to be served, or the alarm is going to go off. So the goal is twenty pizzas in twenty minutes. Kev, I knew they were screwed before we even got into oh, this thing. Oh, they were done. <laughs> they were done. And I really, I did not think that our, our pizza server could come around. Mm-mm, Taz. From the beginning when he was like, usually when someone's miserable that they have to do their job, like, oh, I got to make pizza. I mean, like, it's so hard to turn someone like that. Right. And the fact that, again, an older guy, like, that was amazing that by the time of the stress test, he was really, he was challenging himself. And I he really did Frank, try. I think Frank did a great job here. I feel like Taz. Frank's a good coach. Yeah, I think sometimes what's smart about Bar Rescue is there's a bit of a good cop, bad cop element where Taffer comes in, he knows he's the bad cop, but he'll bring in his team to sort of play a little nicer with them so that he can you break know, them first, but warm them up with yeah, the team. Yeah, and you know something? I feel like the for whatever reason, and I guess we could theorize about this, but I feel like the mixology and Bar Rescue, the expert mixologists have more of a contentious relationship with the bar hmm. staff. Until it's over, then hug, hug, kiss, kiss. But I've noticed that in the kitchen, there's a bit more of a brother and sisterhood yeah. in there. Maybe it's because even if they're bad cooks, at least they're kind of cooks. Whereas we see, we have, it's like 5% or less mixologists behind these bars. Let's face it. Yeah, you're right. Most of them are you know, like 95% are not mixologists. And then of that 95%, like 70% really can only crack open beers. I totally agree, you know, Kevin. So that's why I think it's just, it's so basic training. But whereas in the kitchen, at least people can do something. In the, and I feel like this just, like I said, I think it's a little bit more of a brother and sisterhood. In the trenches more together. F- more fraternal, yeah. I agree. I think part of it too, Kev, is that, like you mentioned, a lot of these people come in with a passion for food. They've just never been trained. I think we so commonly see, especially in bars, they'll... They'll have a kitchen that's not their priority. Right. They throw someone who's unqualified in there and expect them to fly. Right. And they've never been trained. So I think right. we have passionate chefs who just because it's a bar first, they're second fiddle and they are just never given the training they need. So I think that's a really interesting theory. And I'd love to hear what you guys think in the comments if we see more of a brotherhood relationship in the kitchen, more of a drill sergeant yeah. relationship behind it the It might bar. be because they don't have to deal with customers as much. Yeah. You know, and... and um so they they they're literally side by side doing this together. True. So there's more bonding takes place. I don't know. I just interesting. Um, but Taz, I think real or um, I think Frank Pinello really brought out the best in Taz, which was cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. So this stress test is going. It is a presumably a disaster. Yeah. I also got to say, as much as I liked Taz, dude had a lot of hair. Would have liked a hairnet on that guy. Yeah. I was watching this with my wife this morning, who is a, you know, a little more germaphobic than I am. And she goes, this dude is sweating a lot. And yeah. man, he's not wearing a hair tie and no, no. gloves. And I kind of had to agree with her on that yep. one. Yep. Really quick shout out to our sponsor, guys. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to hit record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard everywhere. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, so download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. But... They're doing their best, but they're an hour behind. These pizzas aren't coming out even hot. They're still, they taste like frozen pizzas are what people are saying. And uh, the quote is, with all of these uh, pizza timers going off, it sounds like Christmas in here. So, 
the guys are fighting. They're doing their best. To Frank's credit, he says, you know, Taz is working his ass off back there, but he's just not keeping up. And, uh, you know, Frank and, not Frank, uh, Gil and Rick are still pushing back, especially Rick. He's unable to handle the heat right now. So John eventually asks Rick to shut down the bar, which he does in a classic stress test fashion. But he, but he let him do it. He did. It wasn't John. like I Which think, I appreciated. I think, yeah, John usually can shut it down and it will further humiliate whomever. And he chose not to. Yeah. And I think he knew, like, okay, these guys are really trying. Mm-hmm. I, I've got them where I want them now. Definitely, no need to, no need to, uh, you know, to stomp their stomp on their necks. Agreed. Pretty standard stress test. Any other thoughts before we move on? No. So we have our strategizing, which I appreciated. We open the map. We're getting into the blueprints, and um, immediately John dives in with um, Frank and with um, with uh, Rob and Frank to really develop a new program. I gotta say, was not a huge fan of our second drink. That uh, Rick, the modeling of the tomatoes, and yeah, it just again, just too much. It's especially I, I like the idea that pre-stress test we have a complicated cocktail, and post-stress test we have an easy cocktail. It's kind of reversed I, this episode. Yeah, and I always just you know how I feel. Yeah, keep it simple keep for it our, simple. for these people. Like just make it nice and easy for these places. It's which already we did. it's already a lot to ask them right. to make all these changes. So and we did keep it simple with the food, which I appreciated. Yes, another a, another take on the pizza, which was fun to see. And John buys the coffee. They go back to the hotel room and they strategize. Okay. I was going to say this now. Every week, the, the line's getting old. I'll buy the coffee. I'll get the coffee. And, and he rolls up the thing. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to ask John. Is he, I, I don't see John standing in line at a Starbucks. <laughs> you see John wait, yeah, buying all the coffees and then le- leaving with a couple of trays for every... No? RPA will get the coffee. Is yeah. I think what he meant to say. <laughs> um, all right. Our heart to heart the next day was very moving. This was a cool moment between it these three guys. Nice. This is the East Coast Jersey thing that I yeah, think is totally unique exactly. to that part of the country. Exactly. We banged heads or whatever, but you yeah. know what? I respect you so much more now. Yeah. And and I respect John's like, I respect you for taking it. Those guys, we respect for you for dishing it out. He was in tears, Rick. All of them were. It was beautiful. It Rick, was uh, really nice to see. Rick called the meeting powerful. He said, you know, that meeting with John was really powerful. It was, man. yeah. It was cool. It was. And I think they're getting, and, and for Gil, Gil's such an, like, a, he's that guy, yeah. meaning like he's totally great to be the face mm-hmm. of the brand. You'd want him in the front of the house. Yeah. like that. that he, yeah, he's yeah. that guy. And he's very much in neutral, mm-hmm. which is what psychologists are trying to, and coaches now are trying to get everyone's mindset to be. Just to stay in neutral, no matter mm. how high you feel, how low you feel, just stay neutral. And that guy was neutral. Absolutely. He was neutral. Like, do you notice he didn't really, he took the beating well from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, right. this is probably what we needed. And then yeah. he was like, you know, I haven't had this since basic training. Yeah, it was interesting to hear him say but that. But it's nice, you know, we all, every now and again, if you're not going to, like, hey, listen, if you're not going to uh, shoot a lightning bolt up your own ass, then, then you know what? Every now and again, it's nice to get it from someone else. I agree. Sometimes you we know? need it. And by the way, and if you don't, if you're not getting it from someone else, then that's why it's always good to do it to yourself. To yeah. always open up your hood of your life and say, okay, let's. Especially New Year's or milestones, birthdays, great times to go. Okay, I'm really going to look at what what am I doing right mm. and what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing enough of? What could I be doing more of? I'm gonna have some fun, make some changes here. Um, and the, you know most people don't live life that way. So now John comes in and does it, and they're grateful. But I loved it. I was loved it too. I loved that moment. I thought it was beautiful. Definitely. Well, let's talk about this renovation. Uh, we changed the name. It's no longer Gill and Ricks. Now we have Sauced. But, yeah. Double just, entendre. I think it's great because it says pizza and it says alcohol. That's good. So yeah. for marketing, 
you know what? If I want to go have pizza, I can have pizza. If I want to go get drunk, I so I, I I like it. I like the uniforming. You know, he was I'm sure limited with the signs because of whatever right. rules were at the mini mall wherever they were renting. But yeah. I like he had the three sign boxes. He used them, put those signs up. Uh, it looks like he painted the outside too. Mm, he did brown. And, and the color red, and uh, and and then inside became a very warm. Uh, higher-end pizza place. Looks great. It, I think the decor exactly matched what the restaurant is. Yeah. Which is, this is one of those where as much as it's a bar, it's also clearly a restaurant, right? Yes. Kind of, I, have you been to the Mellow Mushroom before? No. It's kind of the vibe I got. That might be regional, but it's kind of, yeah, that upscale pizza. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. And I think, um, if you notice, it had the faux brick on the wall to begin with that, like it, those Home Depot-like sheets of, they're, basically they're paneling. Yeah. And those were gone in favor of a, a real brick texture, which I thought was so cool. Plus, nice. plus a finished wood. And, I mean, it looked every bit like a uh, a franchise um, higher-end. Upscale. Upscale pizza place. Totally and I thought, and I, I, uh, so, so, again, for me, the, I thought he quickly said removable stage or movable stage, mm-hmm. which I've never heard before, which I love. Because think of what you can do with a movable stage. It's cool, right? It, it just, I got the impression it was like a drop down, almost like a trundle bed. I don't know. Yeah, and by the way, that's if that's what it is, that's super cool. cool. I've never yeah. seen that before. Yeah. I love that. Um, but you know, I'm always looking for those bar rescue innovations. We didn't have them here tonight, but as far as what job needed to be done, which is tell me I'm I'm getting drinks and getting great pizza and. When I get in that environment, I want to feel good, you know, for, uh, you know, a high, and I think they could probably even increase the value of the pizza because of the way that place looked. Totally agree. And the most, of course, moving part of this was that they got Taz a new uniform, which yeah. was a great way to button up this episode, I yeah. think. Yeah. And everyone was happy. And But what do we have for updates? Can we go Let's to get into it. So we're going to get into our news and gossip, which we have called our Bar Rescue Updates. So Sauced, it's doing okay. Um, we have some positive reviews. We have some negative reviews. Of course, during the um, the makeovers we mentioned, John decided to change the name from Gil and Rick's to Sauced, and it is still open, which is great. Good, it's good the first news. time in three weeks we've had a bar that's still open, yeah, so I'm yeah, glad yeah. to hear it. Um, in terms of some positive reviews, we have the fact that friends invited us to hear the sax music. They must be using that stage. Early in the day in this newly renamed and remodeled establishment at a tiny strip mall in Largo, the happy hour is 4 to 7, reasonably priced. The house was rocking with an older crowd dancing and enjoying the music. There's an open mic. A lot of fun. The other bartenders were friendly and accommodating. Had a great time with my family, which I appreciate. It kind of does right. have a family restaurant It totally vibe. does. Uh, my husband and his two sisters and brother came here. We had a great time. Sounds like they've incorporated karaoke, pizza party vibe, which I liked. Here are some negative reviews, unfortunately. We're kind of split here on positive and negative. The look is great. The food was spot on, but I was told 6.44 happy hour, and it was already over by the time we get there. Even though it said the happy hour is from 4 to 7. The bartender was mainly focusing on the regulars. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, bartender yeah. focusing on the regulars. Yeah, That's yeah. one of the pathologies we yeah, see after we these see bars go. all the time. Uh, there were only 20 people in there. I'd go back for the food, but nothing else. So that's the fear that there hasn't really been that heart transformation we need with the bar owners. Music was great, but I had the rudest bartender ever. She complained Oof. about customers each time I tried to order and didn't. And she told me who didn't tip. Very unprofessional. Yeah, sounds like someone who's just cranky a little bit to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm just super sensitive though to 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 that. Then I think those guys, we see it every week where they they don't. Um, it's the staff, man, you know, right. with their fangs, you know, 
uh, and and they're being resistant makes it difficult. What else? Well, they are still open, which is great. The makeover happened this year, so this was this was a uh, the makeover was done in February 2019. So it's nice to see the fact that this was a more recent taping and airing of the episode. Yeah. I think that just keeps some more momentum in the series overall. Yeah, yeah. Well, it gives them the plug, too. Definitely. You know, get some people, gets, get, puts them on the map a little bit. Um, so on the Sauce website, they say, did you know we're famous? That's right. We were just featured on Bar Rescue on Paramount with the legendary John Taffer. So they're giving John Taffer his due, which nice. I appreciate. We've updated everything. Come check it out. They did a watch party last night. Everything's looking good. All right. So I'd say this is a... Uh... This is a success, no? I'd say it's a definite success, and I'm happy for Gillen Rick. Okay, and we, by the way, uh, it, it might be want to ask J-Lo in the booth, is there a bar rescue next week? I don't know if there is. I didn't see a preview, but we didn't see one last week either. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I was looking for a preview. J-Lo's going to look that up while we do our final segment, guys, which is our Taffer takeaway. Okay. Mine would be this week that if you have a partnership, if you co-own a business Really open up the hood, as you say, and look at both what your strengths and weaknesses are and figure out how to capitalize on what's best for each of you. You know, because I think in every partnership, you're a yin and a yeah, yang. play to the strengths, mask the weaknesses. Play to the strengths and mask the weaknesses. And, you you know, know? And, and work together because you're twice as strong with two people. And, right. And, we, you know, people don't uh, um, use resources they have because the, the first thing is we need more money. We need more than this. So they don't think. Right. For me, the takeaway was... To really remember why you're doing what you're doing, mm. you know, and uh, I, in Hollywood, I'll always ask people like, "Wait, you know, remember? Wasn't there a little kid watching TV mm. or going to the movie theaters, dreaming of one day working in that business, or fantasizing? Not even dreaming. Fantasies don't come true. Dreams do. And and now you're here. And remember that. Remember that's why you're here. So for these guys, what did we do this for? We wanted to. We were hoping the day would come where we'd sell so much pizza, where we'd have so much money. Like, how did we forget that? Right. So I think a lot of times it's rem- it's remembering, you know, um, why you did things, what the dream was about to begin with, and then really getting uh, like-minded people and, and getting that mindset back into your staff. And if you can't, you got to make changes. Mm. So for me, it was the, it was a reminder to me about mind- mindset and what I've been preaching here at AfterBuzz is growth mindset. Yeah. You know, we've been in a neutral mindset for too long. Um, uh, dare I say lame mindset, but I'll say neutral. And we ha- we built this on a growth mindset, which is how do we grow? How do we get better every day? And how do we satisfy our fans? How do we satisfy our hosts? How do we do the best after shows, you know, for people? Right. And so when you're at that bar, it's the same thing. Mm. You know, I was like, what was it all about? I was oh wow, I wanted to make money and, and in the bar business with like, good music and good food and providing good times for people. Right. Making people happy. Yeah. Making people happy. And like, and if you can't remember that, you got to get out. And when you do remember it, if you don't have people around you that do, and you hang on to them for emotional reasons, which most of us do, you're doomed. And nobody wins that way. I couldn't have said it better myself, Kevin. I think with that, we should make our way out of here. Oh, and J-Lo just hopped on the uh, uh, the mic and let us know that there is, in fact, no episode next week. But a shout-out to Marriage Rescue, and um, it'll be interesting to see how that, to see John in that environment. I've said from the beginning, no matter where you put John, he figures it out. He, Kev, he could fix it. Post-9-11, John could have fixed New York. Here's a question I have temporarily. Go. There's no episode next week, but I still haven't seen the Pirates episode of Bar Rescue. Do we want to do a yes. watch-along an hour? I think we need to do a rewatch. Okay. We'll do a, we'll do a watch. We we'll totally do a need to do... Come in fresh okay. 
and do a rewatch of Pirates. I'm going to do it, guys. So we will be here next week. And All right, we'll be let's doing a do rewatch. it. Let's freaking do it. And I'm very excited to see what the hype is. Yeah. All right. Are. All right. Bonus points. Now, they're usually pretty accessible. I think we've talked to her before, the owner of Pirates. Ooh. But the one, you no, know, she's actually very nice. Great. But, but, um, but I want to get to One Eyed Mike. Okay. We can find it. But him. just watch the, just first of all, watch okay. it, Jeff. And I, that's a great idea. All right. So next week, a, a special Pirates we rewatch here at After Buzz TV. So we will be here next week because we are always on, guys, where the conversation never cared After Buzz TV. And not only do I pride ourselves on the quality of our content, but we produce a hell of a lot of shows. So you can always check out our schedule on the, um, our website, guys, AfterBuzzTV.com, or our YouTube to see what we're doing. Until then, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have such a fun time on this show with you guys. Yeah, I do too. And I'm excited because I have another show tonight, and that is the after show for The Bachelorette, which oh, is already no. off to a roaring start. Things are looking good for this season. So check that out. We're going to be live at 7 p.m. Pacific. That's right. And uh, we'll be talking about the show. All right, you guys, it's at Undergaro, and... Uh... Right now, I'm a little. I haven't been able to get into my billions after show, but mm. uh, uh, Nadine Delapella and uh, Regina are doing a really nice job on that. So I want to give them a shout out. And um, yeah, if you're bored and on a Wednesday night, check out the Tomorrow Show on YouTube. You definitely should. I always sing the praise of the Tomorrow Show, but it's a a great a great uh, weekly show that you guys should check out, especially if you want to get inside the brain of Kevin Undergaro. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We will be here next week talking about pirates. We'll see you then, 2 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for tuning in. Uh-huh. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.